This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The system must be rigged. The President of the United States doesn't have to pay any federal income tax. Between deductions and investment credits, he owes nothing, despite his income of $55,000. It's June 24th, 1977. The President is Jimmy Carter. That income is more like a quarter million in today's dollars, and here's the real headline of this story. President Carter owes no taxes, but offers to pay $6,000 anyway. He wasn't actually going to pay it. He had more than that coming back as a refund because as a self-employed person, he paid his taxes in advance. So he asked the IRS to deduct the $6,000 from what it owed him. He wrote, Because of my strong feeling that a person should pay some tax on his income, I ask that you accept the amount of $6,000, which is approximately 15% of our net taxable income for 1976, as a payment of income tax for 1976, and refund to us only the balance. Press Secretary Jody Powell told reporters that Carter wanted the IRS to have that $6,000 and he didn't intend to lose. Carter used to say that kind of thing when he was running for president as an underdog. On a more practical level than the whole doing the right thing angle, Powell said another reason for Carter's offer was that we deal in this world with appearance as well as reality. It might be politically embarrassing for the president to pay no income taxes, even if that were entirely legal. It's hard to imagine President Donald Trump offering to pay taxes he didn't owe. But believe it or not, President Jimmy Carter had a fair amount in common with the current president. Like Trump, Carter ran as a populist, a man of the people who had been a successful businessman. He famously ran a peanut farm in Plains, Georgia, though he made most of his money through related businesses, warehouses, wholesaling other farms, peanuts, that kind of thing. Carter told the American people he would clean the corruption out of Washington. I see an America that is turned away from scandals and corruption. I see an American president. He ran for office in 1976 against Gerald Ford, who had become president in 1974 when Richard Nixon resigned amid the Watergate scandal but a president who feels your pain and who shares your dreams. But beyond that, Nixon's vice president, Spiro Agnew, had resigned in 1973 after pleading guilty to tax evasion. Here's Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind Carter, on the campaign trail. And Jimmy has never had any hint of scandal in his personal or his public life. I really believe he can restore that honesty, integrity, openness, confidence in government that we so sorely need. Like Trump, Carter inherited his stake from his father. But the comparison is starting to get a little strained here. Earl Carter was a pretty successful farmer, but when he died, he split his estate among his four children. He also did something that doesn't sound very Fred Trumpy. In his will, he forgave all debts. 
1953, Jimmy Carter left the Navy to run his share of the farm. He was an engineer, an officer on nuclear submarines. He and Roslyn inherited so little that they lived in public housing for a year. He's the only American president who ever lived in subsidized housing. The Carters built their small farm into a thriving business. The civil rights movement was growing around them, and along the way, Jimmy Carter got interested in politics. He was a supporter, though he kept it low-key at first. By 1962, he'd become more outspoken, and he ran for a state senate seat and lost. But he challenged the results, and an inquiry found that the local Democratic Party chairman had orchestrated voter fraud. Southern Democrats at the time were fiercely anti-civil rights. A new election was held, and Carter won. He ran for governor as a moderate in 1966, but lost to the segregationist Lester Maddox. He ran again in 1970, this time as more of a conservative. It's a forgotten part of his legacy that he made overt appeals to racists. When he won, he pivoted immediately, talking in his inaugural address about ending racial discrimination. Some of his supporters were shocked. Jimmy Carter was a one-term president and not a successful one. A recession, inflation, the energy crisis, and the Iran hostage crisis undid him. And he lost to Ronald Reagan in 1980. He's 94 now. He's lived longer than any other U.S. president. And he's been a former president longer than anyone else. And while I don't know this, I'd bet on it. He's probably paid his taxes every year. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your 